Hello and welcome to Beauty Island, the award-nominated beauty podcast that celebrates life and lipstick. I am your host, beauty journalist Brittany Stewart, and welcome back to another episode of Beauty Isolation, a special mini-series, Beauty Island. Now, normally I ask my guests about the eight beauty products that have a special memory or meaning for them, the ones they take to a desert island or beauty island that I am sending them off to. In Beauty Isolation, Instead, they pick the eight products that have played a significant role in quarantine, the ones they're using, ditching or rediscovering in isolation. Twice a week, we'll explore how their relationship to beauty has changed during this time, as well as conversations around self-care, how they're going and what they're most looking forward to. Today, my guest is Lauren Meisner, co-founder of Gen Z-focused beauty and pop culture site Centennial Beauty. There are few people who get the YouTube and influencer space more than her, which is why I'm a big fan of Centennial Beauty and their accompanying podcast called Renegade. If you are after smart analysis and breakdowns of TikTok and the issues and conversations around viral stars and influencer culture, it is a must listen. We talked about working out in quarantine, having to reschedule her Italian destination wedding and a satisfying mask that will suck all the gunk out of your face. As always, the links to all the products that Lauren talks about in this episode are in the show notes, as well as where you can follow her and read more about Centennial Beauty. If you enjoy Beauty Isolation, I have one favour to ask. Please subscribe if you haven't already and either rate or write a review. As an independent podcast, those things really, really help the support the podcast and help it grow as well. If you're after more beauty, you can also sign up to my beauty newsletter called It's Beauty. The link is in the show notes. Otherwise, come chat to me on Instagram at Beauty Island Podcast. You can also play along with Beauty Isolation and share the eight products that have played a big role in your quarantine. The Beauty Isolation Instagram story graphic is saved in my highlights there. Now, over to Lauren. Enjoy. Lauren, welcome to the Beauty Isolation edition of Beauty Island. <laughs> Thank you Hi. so much for having me. I am very excited as a big fan of Centennial Beauty and your brilliant podcast, Renegade. I'm very <laughs> excited to be chatting with you. I think it's a conversation that most people are having about their standard, how are you going or how are you, takes on a whole new meaning in these times. But to narrow it down, how are you feeling today or how has your week been? I think, like most people, I'm kind of going back and forth between getting into the groove of it, settling into being in lockdown, being in quarantine and feeling totally out of control and anxious about the whole situation. So right now I'm feeling actually pretty good. I've had a really good week. I'm kind of getting into the groove of how to be productive, how to stay sane during these times. So I'm actually feeling okay. And the sun definitely helps. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm very glad to hear. So maybe to start off with the first product or habit that we'll talk about for you is your one non-negotiable in your quarantine, which I think is probably helping you. And I know for a lot of people is probably the one thing that helps us feel a sense of control when everything else is outside of it. So for you, it is working out. So tell me a bit about what that involves and how that's helping. Yeah. So I'm just personally obsessed with the gym. And for me, going 
into quarantine, going into lockdown has been a struggle because a huge part of working out for me is actually being at the physical gym and having that break um, in my day because I do work from home full time anyways. So for me, the gym is like my safe space and it's been really hard not to have that for myself right now. So at first, there was probably like three weeks um, when we first went into lockdown where I didn't work out at all and I was just kind of letting like my anxiety get the best of me. And then I kind of knew the only way that I could stay healthy and happy during this time was to find an at-home program and to actually start working out at home. So I ordered some weights. I know it's really hard to find weights right now, but I was lucky I was able to find some weights that you can like adjust and stuff so I can kind of switch up my workouts. And I signed up for a home program. And most days I don't want to work out at home. It's really not my preferred method, but I force myself to, and it's been helping me, like me get through this so much. And I know you also have a very cute looking dog. So I imagine you're getting out for walks and stuff as well, which has been my savior as well. Yeah, yeah. So we have um, my fiance and I have a cute little three-legged dog named Pumpkin. We adopted her about a year and a half ago. So walking her every day is a huge help. And just having her around, honestly, I feel like our relationship has become so much stronger through quarantine, like my relationship with her, even though I do work from home full time anyways, but it's just been such a joy, like having her around. And as all the dogs of the world are probably loving having their owners home all the time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So talk to me a bit about when we talk about your relationship with beauty, I think kind of to understand how it's changed in these times, how would you describe your relationship with beauty before? Obviously, you're looking extremely glamorous in front of me today. Thank you. Um, Well, that's a big part of it is that as somebody that works from home full time anyways, the only time that I would be actually like doing my makeup and getting ready prior to lockdown was, you know, if I had an event to go to, like a product launch, a meeting, um, and obviously if I was going out for dinner with friends or something like that. But normally, like if we were going to have this recording session over Zoom, I wouldn't have done my makeup. But now I'm finding because of everything going on, it makes me feel so much more like myself. It makes me feel so much better um, to get done up. So for the first little bit, I was so anti like makeup and even like self-care, skincare. Like I didn't even care. I just was, I think in survival mode, like most people just trying to like get through it. And then a few weeks in, once I realized, okay, this is going to be the new normal for a while. I need to find ways to kind of survive. I started doing my makeup for things like if we're going to podcast, because Jordi and I still podcast every week. And so even if it's remotely, I'm still going to do a full face of makeup, even though no one's going to see me. Or like if I'm going to go to the grocery store and things like that, just so that I can have that small sense of normalcy. I can take a cute selfie, feel good about myself. (laughs) And it's kind of like my one savior of the week. (laughs) The next product on your list is a new product you're trying in this time. So tell me about what it is and either first impressions or your kind of thoughts if you've been using it for a little bit. Yeah. So recently, actually, I have it right here. Um, I've been trying the Youth to the People Kombucha Exfoliation Power Toner. So I got this, I think it was at the Sephora press day a couple weeks ago, and it was just in my stash. I hadn't tried it yet. And then I saw somebody on Instagram that I follow talk about how she loved it so much and she loves using it a couple times a week and she finds that it really draws out a lot of impurities for her. So I decided to kind of start rotating it into my skincare routine and I'm loving it. It. I'm not somebody that is typically a toner user. So it was, it's definitely like 
different getting it into my routine, but I'm loving it because I'll use it like maybe three times a week, usually after I've had makeup on. And oh my gosh, like the stuff that comes off my face is disgusting, but it's amazing. It's so satisfying to watch. And yeah, it really just feels like you're purging your skin. It's awesome. I love those kind of products. And I think there's definitely those two types of people, you know, the pimple popper watchers and things who love watching the, yes. the stuff come off the skin and people who <laughs> would prefer not to see it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so obviously you are the co-founder of Centennial Beauty. So maybe you could tell me a bit more about Centennial Beauty. And of course, obviously, I think it was, was it launched this year or towards the end of last year? So it's still relatively yeah, new. We're... And how's it going in this this time? Yes. So we launched Centennial Beauty in December 2019. So basically I was working in beauty media at Bauer. Um, I was only in media for about a year. So I've always had like a blog and a YouTube channel and done social media and content creation and that kind of stuff. But I kind of made it my career in 2018. Um, I made a career transition. And so when I got into media, it was like my dream job. I was like, wow, this is definitely what I'm supposed to be in. But I did notice there was a really big gap in Australian beauty media that nobody was filling essentially. And that is that side of of social media. So talking about beauty influencers and the people and viral stars and the people that we think are truly, or the people who are truly, I guess, creating the beauty trends right now, right? So I felt like there was a huge gap. Nobody was addressing them and not just the people, but the trends coming out of social media, like especially with TikTok, there are these insane trends coming out and there are just millions of people are trying them, but nobody was talking about them. Um, And as a huge fan of YouTubers and influencers and viral stars and celebrities, um, I felt like, okay, this needs to be addressed and I want to do it. <laughs> so I had met my business partner, Jordy, um, through work. So we both worked at Bauer. She also worked at PAC before moving over to Bauer. And I thought she would be the perfect person to do it with. And at the time, she was actually living in New York. So I called her <laughs> and I was like, I know that your life is totally different now. And, you know, she was like writing out there and stuff. She was still in the industry, but just obviously in New York, not in Sydney anymore. Um, and I was like, would you maybe want to do this thing with me? I don't really like know what it is, but I just have this idea. And she was like, yes, totally. So it just worked out that she actually ended up moving back to Sydney around end of October. And so when she moved back, that's when things really started getting going. And yeah, we ended up launching on December 16th. So we are essentially like a 360 brand. So we cover anything that is trending in the viral pop culture beauty space. Um, So that's heavily like social media based, influencer based, beauty gurus, all of that. Um, And it, you know, this lockdown, this quarantine, (laughs) coronavirus, it has been a struggle for sure, because we were just getting momentum. Things were picking up for us a lot faster than we originally expected, which was so exciting. But yes, of course, like everybody else, everything has kind of come to a halt. So that's been a bit of a struggle for sure. But I think that the silver lining for us is that because we are so new, we don't have a lot of overheads. Like we didn't have an office space yet. We didn't have any staff writers or anything like that. So that's been kind of the silver lining. And I think that's one one thing in particular that I love about what you're doing with Centennial Beauty. You're so right. When you think about the beauty beauty guru industry, people are so invested in these people's lives and there's no yes. publication that is 
kind of catering to that full time. And I think one of the things that really got me into Centennial Beauty was your the first episode of your podcast where you took a really a really smart take on TikTok, which I as many people I've become absolutely <laughs> obsessed with. It's been a saving grace in these times, honestly. It's a the instant booster. But just to to hear you guys talk about it in such an educated and analytical way that's still very entertaining at a time when people were still kind of either looking down on it or not really understanding the influence and power of it. So yeah, I highly recommend and love your podcast and the site as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the thing, right? Is like, we, we noticed that mainstream media in the US was slowly starting to pick up stories and, and things on social media. So like when Tati and James had their huge falling out, like Dramageddon 2, that was slowly seeped into mainstream media in the States. And when we, when we watched that unfold, we were like, okay, we need to launch this before this becomes something that everyone's reporting on because we know it so well. And it has this insane influence. And I just can't believe that you can ignore it. You know, like for us, beauty and pop culture are inherently intertwined and you truly cannot ignore that. The third product on your list is the one that you've either completely rejected or just not reached for in these times, which for you is purple shampoo. Yes, which honestly, my hairdresser is going to be like, what? (laughs) And I know that's kind of a weird product to push aside because obviously purple shampoo is an easy way to kind of get your blonde boosted and stuff. But for me, like my hair has just... I've given up on my hair (laughs) during quarantine. I desperately needed a haircut before we went into quarantine and it's even worse now. So for me, I'm like, my hair is a lost cause. I need to obviously get it done when everything's, you know, coming back and everyone's feeling comfortable about going out again and stuff. But I'm just kind of ignoring my hair. For me, like skincare and makeup is like the most that I can achieve right now. Pick your battles. I feel exactly the same. Exactly. (laughs) And on the flip side of that is a product that you've rediscovered that you've started picking up again, which is Highlight. So tell me about rediscovering, rediscovering it. Well, so I stopped using highlighter last year um, because I found that it really like emphasized my skin texture, my fine lines. Like as I've gotten into my late 20s, you know, I'm 28 now, like I'm getting crow's feet and stuff like that. And honestly, I was just like, this is like, you know, an hour in, I would just look so gross and so creepy and it just was not looking good. So I completely cut it out of my routine. I found like glossier um, like balmy type of products to use that kind of give that similar effect to highlight. Like, um, I really like the Lano lips, uh, lip balm, like tinted lip balm to use on my cheeks as blush. And that kind of like looks like highlight at the same time. It has this nice glowy effect. So I was using things like that, but now obviously I have lots of free time. And when I'm doing my makeup now, even just to go to the grocery store, I try and make it a little bit more creative, a little bit more fun, like an experience. So I slowly started reintroducing highlight into my routine just to see if I could figure out a way to wear it and it didn't look bad. (laughs) Um, And right now I'm actually really, really loving Benefit's WhatsApp Cream Highlight Stick. Um, It's honestly the only highlight that I found so far, and I've tried a lot (laughs) because I used to be obsessed with highlight, that even when I put it on the spots on my face, like, you know, right uh, beside my eyes and right on the, you know, um, highs of my cheekbones and stuff, where I do get crepey and fine lines, it doesn't sit in those fine lines. So that is a new product that I'm loving. I'm so happy that I discovered it. <laughs> is there anything you have developed a newfound appreciation for, whether it's something that you miss doing 
or something that you've started doing now in terms of your general routine? I mean, I really do miss getting my nails done. And I know it sounds so self-indulgent, but I was getting shellac manicures every two weeks for years before this. And honestly, my nails needed a break. So this is truly for the best. But I do miss getting my nails done because for me, it was, you know, this biweekly ritual. I would go to the gym. I'd walk across the street to my nail salon. I'd listen to a podcast while I was getting my nails done and like having a coffee. So it was just like this. It was more of an experience for me. So I really do miss that. And then I guess in terms of something that I've discovered. I have recently really gotten into gua sha. And for me, that's a big deal because I think there are two types of, you know, beauty people out there, beauty lovers out there. There's those who believe everything and like really drink the Kool-Aid of all the new product releases, new ingredients, all of that. Like that is so my business partner, Jordi. We always joke about how she's such a sucker for that kind of stuff. And she just really believes in it. And then there's the second type who are, you know, more skeptical, I guess, because we've heard it all before and stuff like that. And I definitely err on the side of uh, skepticism when it comes to beauty treatments and things like that. So when I was first introduced to gua sha, I figured it was pretty much like another gimmicky tool. Um, But I decided to give it a crack because somebody that I follow on Instagram did like a really good in-depth tutorial on how to do it all along like your decolletage, your neck, your face. So I tried it because I had one at home. I have the Samson and Charlie one. And honestly, like the stress relief, I felt like stress was just leaving my body. I was so zen after it felt like I had just done this massive purge. It was amazing. So I am loving that. That is perfect timing because I will admit this week, I literally added one to cart. I'm kind of the same. I've been seeing people use it, skeptical about what it will do. But I found particularly in quarantine, I feel like the stress, I'm containing the stress in like my face and my jaw. Yeah. So I'm I'm very intrigued to hear that you've been loving it and helping. So I might have to. (laughs) Yes, honestly, it's so good. And I know that people say they use it for deep puffing and stuff. And I don't really know if I noticed it for that, but just like the, like how I felt after I felt so light. It was amazing. Highly recommend. (laughs) When it comes to a product that's acting as a bit of a mood booster for you, you Mm -hmm. got uh, an under eye patch. So tell me about Mm -hmm. what you're liking and how this is boosting your mood on these days. Yes. So I always love to wear under eye patches when I'm working really early in the morning. Like I'm such an early riser and that's when I get my best work done. That's when I write all my stories and stuff. So um, if I'm feeling like a bit groggy or kind of flat, I'll use an under eye uh, patch and my favorite one, and it's just like aesthetically pleasing. It's amazing is the milk makeup cooling water under eye patches. They say chill out on them and, (laughs) and they're just like so cute. So not only like, are you getting the benefits of an under eye patch and it's so cooling and it's just kind of like waking you up, but it looks so cute. And I love literally just wearing them and walking around, like catching myself in the mirror and being like, oh my God, cool. Like it just like, you just feel good. So that's what I'm loving wearing right now. You mentioned before, obviously, a, uh, a treatment or a beauty ritual that you're missing is getting your nails done with shellac. So I have to ask, because I assume you had it mm-hmm. on your nails when we went into quarantine. How did you go getting it off by yourself? So I actually, I had SNS on, um, which is even worse. So I usually don't get SNS, but um, SNS Australia was nice enough to gift Jordi and I like a little manny day right before quarantine. And yeah, so I don't know if you can see, but my nails have literally like bits of SNS off, our SNS still on them. I tried to get 
it off. Like I read so many articles. I know everyone's doing like how to remove SNS at home and stuff. And I really tried my best to follow all of them and nothing was working. I don't know if I just wasn't able to find, you know, the right products or whatever to help me remove it. But I ended up, this is so bad. Please nobody ever do this, but I ended up taking my nail clippers and like basically lifting my SNS off and like ripping it off oh my using gosh. my nail clippers. Desperate times. <laughs> Desperate times. Yes. <laughs> when it comes to a not necessarily glamorous product, but one that you really trust with your life, um, you have chosen sunscreen, which is obviously, I think, a really important thing to talk about because people might think that just because you're not being out and about as much that you can ditch the sunscreen, which is obviously very not true. So tell me about your chosen sunscreen. Yes. So I'm obsessed with the Skin Institute SPF 50. If anybody watches my YouTube channel or anything, I talk about it all the time. It is not necessarily a facial sunscreen, but that's what I use it for because it comes in a pretty small bottle. Um, and then I'll just use um, like Cancer Council or something on my body because I'm not as sensitive. But for my face, it is honestly the best. It's it's like the formula. It's not sticky. It doesn't smell like sunscreen. It's not oily or matte. It's just like your skin but better and it also makes an amazing primer for foundation so I don't need to actually put on like a moisturizer and a primer I just use that as my moisturizer and primer together and it's also SPF 50 so it's just honestly it's the best product if you guys haven't tried it on your face like you need to <laughs> what are you listening or reading or watching to that's keeping you entertained during quarantine okay lots of things so <laughs> Every day I listen to the Morning Toast podcast, which is a pop culture podcast um, based out of New York City. It's like two sisters that do it. Um, I listen to that when I work out and that's just been such a joy. It's like the best routine for me because it also like forces me to work out because I look forward to it and they do their podcast five days a week. So Monday to Friday. So it's perfect because it's always, there's always a new episode basically. And then watching... Um, my fiance and I are watching Altered Carbon right now, which is on Netflix. The season two just came out, I think in February. It's really sci-fi, which is just usually not my vibe. Um, but it's so removed from real life that it's just kind of like a nice break. And because it's so different from normal life, you really get like invested in the story. It is quite violent, but other than that side of it, it's honestly really interesting. It's a really cool story. Um, I really like, in terms of reading, I really like thriller books. I'm not really a big like romance novel person. So I really only like books that are like thrillers and have a twist. So right now I'm reading The Ruin um, and I'm only like 34 pages in. So I can't really explain what it's about because I don't really know yet, but I know it's a thriller. My friend recommended it to me. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm like listening to. And then in terms of like enjoying, I'm trying to go for like more walks around my suburb and just explore a little bit more because that's not something that I ever had time to do before or thought about doing before. Another thing that I think a lot of people are in the same situation as you is that you've mentioned that another hard thing about this whole thing has been having to reschedule your wedding, which was planned for September Yeah, in, in beautiful <laughs> Tuscany as well. So, yeah. I mean, it's it feels like a very stupid question to ask, but how are you going with that? How is How are you handling that? Because that's tough. That's really tough. Yeah, it is. But 
Honestly, I'm feeling really positive about it. We made the decision a couple days ago to fully pull the plug and cancel, and we knew it was coming, but just making that decision, sending that email, contacting our vendors, all of that, like it's just been such a weight lifted off of us, and I'm really excited to just replan our dream wedding and do it even better because there's so many things, if you guys have ever planned a wedding, where it's like you just you get so stuck into the details. And even if you want to change them, you feel like you're just too far in to actually make those changes. And there were so many things like that with our wedding, especially being destination where it was like, I would like to, you know, make this change, but I don't even know where to start type of thing. Um, So now I kind of like can anticipate the obstacles and kind of plan a wedding that's more suited to what we were looking for anyway. So in that way, it is really good, but obviously it is really sad. We don't have a, a postponement date or anything yet just because we need to obviously see how things go. But I'm trying to just be like really positive about it. And, you know, like we are not in a rush to get married. Our life's not going to change that much. So <laughs> we're just kind of like playing it by ear. <laughs> Very positive attitude. And was there is there a special connection to Italy and Tuscany? Because I know you're from Canada and your fiance is Australian. Yeah, he's Australian. He's from Tamworth originally. And we live here in Sydney, obviously. So the reason why we chose Tuscany is because our first big trip as a couple was with my family. Like we we had gone to like Bali for a couple of days and stuff, but we went on a really long um, Euro trip when I think it was maybe like a year into us dating and like me moving here and stuff. I'm not sure, but um, we went with my parents and a bunch of my aunts and uncles. It was like a really big family trip. And we stayed at this villa in Tuscany and it was just so beautiful. And it was just such an important trip for us and our family. And we just had the best time that when we got engaged, we were like, let's try and get married at that villa. Um, So that's why. And so it is like, it's a very small wedding. It's intimate. We wanted it to kind of be like, a garden party vibe, just, you know, family, close friends, all of that. So that's kind of why we chose Tuscany. And so we do hope to still have our wedding in Tuscany, um, probably in 2021, but we just kind of have to wait and see. And I think it'll be, weddings are obviously special to begin with, but hopefully even more special than a newfound appreciation when you actually get there and it happens, hopefully. Yeah, I really hope you you get your dream wedding as well. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What is the first thing you will do when your normal routine resumes? I love that you've already got, you say you've already got your full dream day planned out. So talk us through it. I do. (laughs) So I found that planning a dream day is just helping me get through. And I totally recognize that I'm sure not all of these things are going to open you know, all at once. It's not like we're going to just be like, okay, on Monday, everything's open. I fully recognize that, but just having this day planned has helped me a lot. So um, basically the first thing I'm going to do is book an early morning Barry's Bootcamp class um, with hopefully some of my friends. I love doing that on like a Saturday or Sunday morning and then going to brunch at one of my favorite cafes with my friends. And then I want to get my nails done and then I want to get my hair done. And then I want to have a date night out with my fiance to like dinner or the movies. It'll be a very expensive day, <laughs> but it will be worth it. <laughs> so that's the most, like, I think the, the truly, like, the things I'm most excited for are, like, gyms, workout classes, but more about, like, being able to be social with my friends and, like, go to the gym with them and stuff like that. Um, and obviously, like, cafes, like, I'm just such a brunch person, and I just cannot wait to go back to a cafe and, like, have brunch with my friends. It's going to be the best. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We obviously 
talked earlier about how your beauty regime has changed since quarantine, but I wonder if your attitude to beauty has changed. I think for me and for a few people I've been talking to, it's really reinforced the certain things we do, whether it's perfume or makeup or hair, who we do it for, whether we do it for ourselves or whether we do it for other people. So maybe have you noticed any changes in that or realizations in that space? Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. I didn't really think about it like that. Yeah. So at first, I think I mentioned I was totally like anti wearing makeup during quarantine. Like I just hate feeling like I've wasted a full face of makeup um, on basically doing nothing. But over the last couple of weeks, like my attitude has really changed. So I still don't wear makeup most days. Um, But if I have something to do that's out of the ordinary, like I said, like going to the grocery store, if I have like a Zoom call or if, you know, Jordi and I are doing our podcast, even if obviously nobody is going to see me, um, I'll still do my hair and makeup as if I'm going to an event and it has made me feel so much better. It just makes me feel like myself. It makes me feel more put together. I feel productive. I feel happier. And then with skincare, like I'm usually really diligent with my skincare anyways, but it's still very much to me like something I need to tick off every day, if that makes sense. Like I'll do it, but I'll rush through it and it's not something that I usually sit with and enjoy. So I'm really trying to like take the time and just consciously use my skincare routine as self-care. So like doing it slowly, really mindfully using products that I want to, like there's a lot of products that I have in my um, routine that I use because I know I have to, but it's not like enjoyable to put on, if that makes sense. So if I don't feel like, I don't know, doing a sheet mask because it's just going to be messy, then I won't or something like that, you know? So just really doing what I want with my skincare, but still trying to do it properly and mindfully. And yeah, it's just become like this little glimmer of light in each day for me. (laughs) I love that. And you're so right. It's those little things. Like even when you mentioned, you know, if you've got something big to do, like going to the supermarket, the things that would be completely ordinary in everyday life, but now are the highlights of our our week. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's so weird. (laughs) Lauren, it has been so lovely chatting with you for all the products that are helping you through beauty isolation. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beauty Isolation with the lovely Lauren. You can find where to follow her and listen to her and all the products she spoke about in today's episode in the show notes of this podcast. A reminder that if you enjoyed this episode, you can recommend to a friend or subscribe, rate and review. As an independent podcast, those things really help support and help more people to discover the podcast, which helps me keep making it for you. In the meantime, if you fancy chatting more beauty, come on over to Instagram at Beauty Island Podcast or my personal beauty account at Brittany Beauty BTS, where I regularly share products I'm loving and reviews and talk about all aspects of beauty culture. Or you can sign up to my regular beauty newsletter called It's a Beauty for my beauty column straight to your inbox each week. Thank you. And until next time, bye bye. <laughs>